You're listening to Love Talk Live with the relationship expert, Jamie Bronstein, only on LA Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Love Talk Live. We're going to have so much fun today, I can already tell. Today I have with me Jamie Kaler. Hey. Oh, quite the intro. That was pretty fantastic. We have the same name spelled differently. That's true. That's true. I'm really James, but uh, I go by Jamie. My husband calls me James, so sometimes we're both James, I guess. There you go. And I was actually just telling him that in high school, I had a boyfriend named Jamie, and I made a mixtape called Jamie Squared. Okay. What was on the mixtape? Was it all sex music? The first song was In Your Eyes. Uh, that's, that's Peter Gabriel. Yeah, I know from uh, from Say Anything. Yeah, it's when, a classic. Whenever I hear that song, I think of James Murray, Jamie, Jamie Murray. But anyhow, I'm sure your husband loves hearing that. Yeah, and then we all we dance to the song together. You and your yeah. husband dance? Yes, we do, and we think about our other people. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. So here we are. That's kind of role playing in a way. We'll get to that later, but I think that's you know you're with your husband, but you're thinking of something else. Except I would not be thinking about high school, Jamie. Not at all. I don't know. Where is he today? Um, I don't know. Facebook hasn't brought him back into your fold? <laughs> Literally? I think, I think get he's... It? Filthy joke. I think he's so off bad. the so grid. He's off the grid? I think he's off the grid. I guess. He was actually on the real world at one point, which is interesting. So he's on the grid. He's deeply entrenched in the grid. I have no idea. Mm. But bless his soul and, okay. and sending him love and light. Well, cool. Oh, yeah. Love and light for Errol, I should, I'd say. Should we tell our viewers who you are and what you do? Sure. Yeah, please. Okay, so Jamie is an actor and a comedian. True. And I met Jamie at a Boston University alumni event, and I went up to him and I was like, I either know you or you've been on TV. Like, I literally, I couldn't tell if he was like an old friend. Or I get that. I'm the guy from that thing. And so then let's tell our viewers how we know you. Oh, I have to, I have to introduce myself. Hi. But our guest today is a wonderful actor and uh, comedian and host. Um, you may have seen him on Friends, Will and Grace, that okay. '70s show, uh, King of Queens, uh, How I Met Your Mother, Parenthood, NCIS, Saved by the Bell, the new class, Renegade. Uh, he's the host of Haunted Live on the Travel Channel right now. You may have seen him this season on I'm Sorry or Tacoma FD on True TV. But you probably, if you know him from anything, you probably know him from My Boys on TBS that ran for four seasons with uh, Jim Gaffigan and Jordana Spiro and Reed Scott and Kyle Howard and Kelly Stewart and Mike Bibb and some other people. And that's where I knew him yeah, from. Yeah, that's where you knew me from. Getting back to how I knew him. Yeah. So, I have that face where people go, I, I know you. So here's what happens, though. People always go, I know you. Are you an actor or something? And I'll list credits. And they'll go, no, no, no. <laughs> and then eventually they'll go, did you used to bartend at this Irish pub in Santa Monica? And I go, yeah, that's exactly where you know me from. Well, I knew you from my boys because I used to live in Chicago. So it was a Chicago show. Yep. It was a Chicago show. And it was great. It was really fun. Yeah. And he's a great actor. Oh, you're and sweet. then went at the reunion or the yeah, it was a, a It's a, an alumni, alumni event. Alumni it was event. a toaster uh, swinger set of um, people trying to uh, you know, mix and mingle and, and uh, corporate corporatize. Is that a word? Network yeah, and it was just I just felt like it was family. Like I just yeah. loved how everybody there, we all have our you know, Boston yeah. University in common, and everybody's a good person, and that's how I... Well, I don't know if they're good. They were I good people that night, but I I'm sure there was some really that. mean people there and who were just there to schmooze and try to get a leg up in the business. It was funny because, you know, the one guy who spoke was pretty big in TV, 
I, I don't know. even know who he was. But people were like, do not just walk. And people like walking up to him going, here's my card. Here's you, please. And the guy, he's like, he's not going to call you. What are you, insane? It's got to be more organic of a, hey, this is this and this. But you can't just go, hey, I'm trying to do this. Right. You have to be a little like smart. Like we it. did. We chatted for a while. I found out what you did. And then I was like, yeah. I'm, I'm coming to do your show. And then you said, I can't have you on and I said I'm doing it so just I'll be yeah. there and then he even showed up today when I told him not to yeah that's weird, Oy it's weird. Creepy. Oh my God. so you're a relationship expert is that you're a love expert I'm a love expert I, what the opening credit says that you're an expert in love it does uh, well, yeah, every woman I've ever known is an expert in love so it'll be interesting to what what how, how do we attest to your expertise yes and actually I will just let you of experience it instead okay. of me i'm gonna sh i like showing not sure. telling basically I, I love to see things I'm, you know guys are very visual yeah so we're gonna show not tell today okay so jamie jamie we're gonna kind of start off before now jamie's married with two kids which is fantastic true we're gonna start off when jamie was dating to see if because he does a little comedy maybe there's some funny things in there maybe could mm -hmm. you give our viewers some advice as to and maybe a funny story or two when you were dating mm -hmm. what was that like and what should you do what shouldn't you do when you're dating when you want to meet your mate well i'm a relationship expert um you are also? i am oh my god this um, by sheer experience alone i got married at 48 uh 40 47 years old i got married okay so i dated extensively and I was in careers where I was a Navy lieutenant, and then I was a comedian, and I was a bartender, and an actor. I was in jobs that kind of led itself to lent itself to uh, meeting women. Yeah. So I've dated extensively. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, a lot. He's been around the block. I've been around a couple blocks. Yeah, a few times. So I learned a thing or two about dating. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, what's a good? What, here, here's my overall. Um, thought process on dating, and I talk about this extensively, is that the, um, you know when people try to break up with somebody else and they go, uh, it's not you, it's me. Yes. They're saying it, they think they're making it up and they're lying to be, to let somebody else off the hook so that they don't feel bad and like, it's not you, it's me, I just, I'm in a weird place, I need space. It's, when in reality all they're saying is like, I don't, I don't want you anymore. It is you. It's, kind. yeah. But when I think when people do say that, it's not you, it's me, I think that they are telling the absolute truth because most of the time, it is you. We always, we look out and we say, this person's not right for anything, but it's really our own preconceived notions of what we think we are looking for. And when something just goes slightly awry, we go, that's, I'm out. Because I'm, I'm gonna. There's so many people out there. I'm gonna find the perfect one. But you know, we're married, and we have kids. And I, I'm gonna tell you right now, my wife is not perfect. No, she's not at all. Not even close. And no, it's not even is. like that Goodwill Hunting speech where he's like, "I miss when she farts or something and woke herself up." I mean, that's, you know, I get it. But, but it's true in a way that we are. Uh, it's us, and that we. I tell this crazy story in my stand-up act. I went out with this one girl, and uh, she. Um, I liked her a lot. She was cute. She was really smart. She had little sexy Lisa Loeb glasses on or whatever. And so we finally go on a date, and um, she invites me back to her place. And she goes, oh, you know, pick out an album, and we'll open a bottle of wine. And 
first night we've ever gone out, I put on like Van Morrison or something, and then love Van Morrison. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's total sex music, right? Rock music. It, yeah. yeah, it's good making out music. And so yeah. uh, we open some wine. We have like a glass of wine, and we're doing that little like, <laughs> and we're getting closer, and we start to make out first night, and we're like, this is amazing. And I'm like, this is great. We're making out. And like 10 minutes into making out, she kind of leans in and she goes, I want you to choke me. No. Yes. Right? So uh, is this, I can tell you. I have a question. Yeah. Did she seem like dominatrixy? Did she seem like. Once she, yes. Like was she a dark personality? Yes. Or was she Uh, not dark? No, no. Wearing a cute little pink dress with a bow. Um, And then she said that. A little of both. She had right. a dark edge to her. And I remember her saying, like, I'm, you know, when we were talking earlier, she was like, I'm such a heartbreaker. I remember her telling me stuff. Like, she was very confident in who she was and what she wanted. And she just, at some point when she was making out, she was like, she leaned in and said, I want you to choke me. Right. But, she, uh, you know, in the joke, I'm like, I, she was kind of muffled in my neck. And I wasn't sure what, I, I didn't, uh, somebody just say choke me. And I thought maybe she said joke me. So I kind of leaned in and I was like, um, two guys walk into a bar. The first one says to the second one. But she backs me up and she grabs my throat. She goes, no, I want you to choke me while we're making out. And so I. Uh, not judging. Are your viewers ready for this story? We're not judging. This story. Because here's what happened. I was, I immediately shut off. I freaked out because I'm an Irish Catholic guy. I'm not. Like, I have pasty white skin covered in red fur, so I don't even like the lights on. Like, if a girl wants yeah, the lights on, yeah. I have to wear, like, a miner's helmet that just illuminates them like I'm a troll under a bridge. And so I don't like that. Like, God God destroyed the Irish. He started off with pretty people in Italy Aww. and France and England. He got to Ireland. He said, oh, let's try pasty white with red fur. And he's like, ah, that's the, that really messed up the Irish. Let's kill them with a potato You're a beautiful family. being, and no, so are your people. Now I know that, but when I was younger, I didn't. I was He's done the work. I was he loves himself. This is I do. Good. Actually, this is I good. do. Now, and, but there's a moral to this whole story because she, um, I, I, in the back of my head, all I could think was if this is where we're starting the journey, where are we going to be a year <laughs> from now? Are we going to be sitting in a kiddie pool full of chocolate pudding with a chainsaw, two bowling pins, and a puppet? I'm not, I'm very irish catholic i'm yeah. not ready for that kind of stuff and well I'm, you might be dead if you choke each other that's and this you know in the story I, and this is based on a true story yes this is absolutely a true and not this happened not like based on a true story in the movies when they say boot based on it like you know like the perfect storm was based on a true story do you anyone did you read the book the perfect storm yeah okay because in the book this is what they knew they knew that the ship left the pier and that that was it they never got another call that was it the ship but when the movie comes out it's like based on a true story and i would always say isn't it wouldn't wouldn't it be great if you could use that phrase in your life where your wife's like where were you last night and you're like baby what i'm about to tell you is based on a true story the car left the garage and then you bailed me out of jail in mexico you know how the story ends so i you know and i I was thinking in the back of my head i was thinking about like let's you know let's build this relationship slowly because trust me two or three years down the road you won't even have to ask i'll choke the shit out of you if we're still in love and we're you know doing that thing but she's day one wanted to get choked and i was i started to think the same thing that you just said of like what i i totally freaked out because i all i could think of i mean what if i was the guy who did want to choke her the whole like the whole time she was like i want you to choke me and i was like oh god i was hoping to choke you but yes because i was thinking what happens if i get excited i'm like oh this is fun and then i was like oh that's going to be a terrible conversation to have with the police where the cops like what happened here and you're like she asked me to choke right, her yeah that's not that's not a great way to go and um so 
Yeah, but here's what I th- learned at the end of the whole story was that she was right. She knew exactly what she wanted, mm. and <laughs> I, and I, I used to tell like people would go, "What happened with that girl?" I go, "Dude, she's a lunatic. She wanted me to, you know, choke her the first night." And um, and one of my friends was like, "Why, why didn't you just choke her?" And I was like, "Cause it's crazy." And then I kind of was later. I was like, "It was me, cause she was really cool, and I really liked her, and she was really smart. She just, she knew what." made her feel good and she was that's what she asked for and all i had to do was go when she was saying the word choker i wasn't she just wanted some light pressure i think so at that the was end, her jam was it you that said it's not you it's it's me or did she say it's not you it's me i just i never called her again we never went out so you ghosted uh, i guess it, i mean i'm not sure it was ghosting back in those days it was before like cell phones and stuff so it wasn't but it's I, like the I type of ghosting. We, I'm not sure what happened. I think we talked a couple times. We never went out again, and I was just freaked out. But in reality, I should have just accepted her. If that was her only crazy thing and the rest of her was perfect, who would have known? But and how she, would you know? Uh, who would know? Yeah. Who, you don't know. But you know what? Here's the good thing about you. We talk a lot about intuition in, in mm-hmm. this show. You used your intuition, and you rolled with it. And here you are today. You're not married to the Joker. I'm not married to the Joker, no. So, and I think but that's was, a good thing. She told she told some friend of mine later. She goes, "That guy was a dick. He never he we never went out again or something." And then I was like, "Well, I didn't. I wasn't a dick. I just you were crazy because you wanted me to choke her." But then I thought about it and I was like, "Well, she isn't it nice? Like now, it's I always tell my wife, I'm like, well, just tell me what you want. Tell me yeah. what you want, yeah. and I will communicate. And so this woman was communicating from minute one, and I pushed her away." Much. I pushed her. Do you think it was communicating too much? No, I think it was great. I'm just, I'm just saying that it's um, a little unnecessary at the beginning. To, I think to get joked. But at the same time, she was doing you a favor. Yeah. She didn't realize it. She, it, w- it was like saying "scratch my back" to her. I don't think she right. was saying, you know, she wasn't saying "choke the sweet Jesus out of me." She was saying, you know, "hold my throat" or whatever. What, however she wanted. I'm, I'm sure had we gone down that, we should have just put a safe word together and said. You know, banana's a safe word, and then go have fun. But we didn't. I got freaked out because I was too. I had too many um, uh, issues where I. It was me. It wasn't her. But I used to say, "Oh, it's her. She's crazy." And she wasn't crazy. I was the crazy one. She wasn't crazy. She knew what she wanted, and she was asking for it. You know what? We're all a little crazy. We all have our own things. Are you Are you freaked out that somebody wanted to be choked? Not at all. Oh, because you love. I've been a therapist for eighteen years. She, Every no. <laughs> I mean, what if on day one, on date one, the woman was like, uh, "I like to dress up in clown outfits. I want here's a clown outfit for you." Right. I would still think she was crazy, but in a way, I think that honesty is because my my wife didn't maybe tell me all the truths until we got married, and then I've learned a lot of things. And I was like, "Well, you said this." You know, before we got married, she's like, oh, I don't care about a really expensive wedding or an engagement <laughs> ring or we could just elope. And then, of course, when the wedding comes, it's like, no, we spent way too much money on the wedding. I went out with this other girl one time, too. And uh, did you have another question? You wanted me? Oh, yes. I have a question. OK. But will you save that thought? OK. Because I think that my viewers would really love and just grab onto this conversation about ghosting because mm-hmm. it's very current and... Personally, I think that it depends on the situation with ghosting and that for anybody out there who has never heard of it, it just basically means that you just don't respond to the person. Right. You never reach out again. I'm not a ghoster. Well, I think in a situation where you've been on like one or two dates and it wasn't a fix up by somebody that you know in common, let's say, mm-hmm. 
it is totally appropriate to just kind of float off into the universe because my dad always said to me, you don't owe anybody any explanations. And at that point in time, and everybody's dating a million different people, it's okay. I think it's totally okay. Some of my clients, colleagues, friends, think that you always need to tell the person, you know what, and send them the, these long text messages. Mm. You know what, it's just not working for me, I'm not feeling it. And yes, at a certain point, I think it's good to do that, but at the beginning, after one or two dates, I think it's totally appropriate to... Just disappear? because yeah, they're all dating other people also. Change it. Are they? How do you know? Maybe they maybe they weren't. Maybe they were really had all their eggs in your basket. And if they did, then they will That's them. They'll then, be able to move on. Then it's not me, it is you at that point. At that point it's just not right. And it no. and both parties will find the right one for them. I just never had um, I know people I never online dated. I just met people and ended up dating. When did you meet your wife? Uh oof. Like when? Like what year? Oh, uh, we've been married now for eight years. So we've probably been together like 10. Okay. 10 years yeah. ago. So that makes, yeah, the app, well, there was, there was online dating, but the apps didn't come out until. There was online dating when we met, but I just, I wasn't, wasn't. It's so funny because there used to be have a stigma to it. You wouldn't tell people we met online, and now that's the I, <laughs> I ask people in comedy clubs, and it's the only thing they say. We met online, we met online. Right. We met online. That's like nobody mean. meets in public. Right. Unless it's you're at work and you met the person at work. I do encourage people to open their mouths wherever they are. They're at Starbucks. Or How about just picking up your eyes off your cell phone and looking around and taking a moment to uh, take in what's around you? And making eye contact. Yeah. You never know. Yeah. Okay, so I want to hear your other story, and then we have to get to your wife and your relationship. Oh, uh, one more crazy. Yeah. yeah. I, so another I did. story. And again, another person. But here's the thing I think people need to be honest in dating and so many times like when I dated I was a really good dater because I, I was just really bluntly honest with everybody with a sweetness to it absolutely okay, no no of like okay. yeah hey I, I was I'm a fun I was a fun date I was so cool. I like was just genuine. let's go have fun and go have a great time and I don't know what's going to happen later if nothing happens that's fine too but I'm here with you and I have asked you to come be with me and I like for obvious reasons I like you for a some reason and let's see where it goes more so than I think other people will go we're going on a date Let's see if this is the the perfect right. lineup to get married, as right. opposed to just going, hey, let's go grab a drink and see if yeah. we have a good chemistry or something. And really fast, when's your birthday? September. September what? 14th. Okay, got it. I'm very big into signs. Okay. So you're a Virgo. I am a Virgo. Okay. That's what my dad is. Okay. Amazing man. You must be an amazing man. So yeah, it's all because I was born that day. I do, there is something to it because I, oh, yes. people will talk to me for 20 minutes and then be like, you're a Virgo. And I go, yeah, I am. Well, my dad is one of the most amazing people in the world okay. ever. All right. Well, I hope my kids think that about me. And so, and he's charming and he's brilliant and mm -hmm. he's genuine. So okay. thank you. This this is helpful to get nope, to know this you. This is okay. helpful for everybody, I okay. think. Okay. So, so I went with this other girl. Dating. And so I was, uh, I was working on a show and I was in New York and I was staying in a hotel and I met this girl and we kind of went on a few dates. And then um, after one of the dates, she came back to the hotel with me. And she spent the night, and uh, it was fun, great date, and uh, we had some chemistry. And in the morning, I we got up, and I said, uh, I said, I have to, I had to run out. I had an appointment I had to do in the morning. I said, just stay, order some room service, grab some food, grab a shower. I'll be back in a couple hours, and we'll uh, we'll go do stuff in the city in New York. And so. I get all the way down to the bottom, and I realize I forgot my sunglasses. So I go all the way back up, 
open the door. She's in the shower. So I go to grab my sunglasses. She's a man. <laughs> she's, she's, no, that's a different story. It's a woman, I, I think. I remember there was no penis involved. I don't know. Okay. So I looked on the table next to the bed to grab my glasses, and on the hotel stationery, she had written her first name with my last name. Oh, my God. That's yeah. amazing. Kate Kaler, Kate Kaler, Kate Kaler. She wrote it three, she three times. She got caught. And, and right below that was this, this name, Hannah Elizabeth Kaler. And I was Is like, your daughter that you're doing I together? was like, oh my God. And so I sat and I waited till she came out of the room, out of the bathroom. And I was sitting and she, I was, she was shocked. She was like, oh my God, what are you doing here? And I said, I forgot my sunglasses, but really quick, who's Hannah Elizabeth Kaler? <laughs> and she was, she was so busted. And she was like, oh, I'm gonna, my, it's, she's a friend. She said, she's a friend I know from somewhere, which is blatant lie. <laughs> And so Is she, she friends with Kate Kaler? She totally got busted. And then um, I talked to her later, and she said she talked to her friend that day, and her friend's like, that dude's never going to call you back. Aww. And uh, long story short, my wife is Kate Kaler. <gasps> and my daughter's Hannah Elizabeth Kaler. I'm dying. So we got married. I'm dying. So, oh my God, I mean, I should have known she was crazy from minute one, I guess. And so it's funny that I, she, her friend was like, that dude's never going to call you back again. And then we ended up, I don't know why, it made me laugh so hard when, I, when she got busted. And uh, yeah, she okay. was in New York and we cross-country dated. for. So we, we ended up, I left, I came back to L.A. And then we kind of cross-country dated for a while. And then um, she was like, I think I talked about moving to L.A. or something. She's like, well, I'm not coming out there with a ring, without a ring. And I said, well, all right, here's a ring then. And then we got married. Okay, that, this just proves, and I always, I believe in this, and I tell people this all the time, it doesn't matter how badly you screw up and at what point, if it's supposed to work, it's going to. Because that was probably one of the worst, like, screw-ups. Yeah, that was a big screw-up. I've, I've told that heard. on stage, and people would be like, I go, how many people have done that? And very few women will admit it, but I feel like more women have done it than will oh, admit Oh, yeah, we do that. Because like, you want to see what your name looks like with that... You're not marrying okay. just a guy. You're marrying a name. Mine was, I remember being in graduate school and sitting there. I was obsessed with all my classes, but just, just like maybe the stats class, you know, wasn't as exciting to me because I'm not a math person. Mm -hmm. And I remember writing my, but not just my name down with like my four potentials, like the four guys that I was kind of dating here and there, or one guy that maybe was like from the past, but he might've come back, you know, mm -hmm. I would write down my name with like all their names just to keep it open so that I wasn't just like, it has to be this one. And, um... Yeah, I did that a lot throughout my life. Oh, that's what we do. But never did any of them see it. Oh I honestly felt like she married me solely because the the word Kate went really well with Kaler. It like does. Kate Kaler is a great name. And Hannah happens to be one of my favorite names in general. So it was funny when our daughter was born. Our, we only have daughters, but it was lucky. They were, it would have been weird if it was a boy named Hannah, <laughs> Hannah. Elizabeth. Hannah. 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 Hans. Hans oh, Elizabeth. Yeah. Um, so I didn't have a say in the first name. Like right. she was like... It's obviously Anna Elizabeth. And I was like, I guess I didn't. Because I would have never chosen Hannah. I think it's so beautiful. Now I see her, and it's all I can see is Hannah. Right. But uh, the second one, I, I kind of chose Claire. Look up the meaning of Hannah. It's beautiful. It means life, I want to say. Yeah, and light. It? and Yeah, yeah it's, it's yeah, beautiful. It's, yeah. Do you have that piece of paper? I think I had it somewhere. I don't know where it is. I think it's oh gone. I don't know. I could have sworn I saved it, and I can't for the life of me find it. I don't know where it is. So, question. So, mm -hmm. in those moments when you and your wife are having a conflict, which is like once or twice a year, mm -hmm. um, does she... No, no, no. <laughs> what? I'm kidding. 
Holy Jesus. It's <laughs> I'm kidding. Once or twice a day, whenever it is. Do you bring up the paper and you're like, you loved me. You really loved me. I haven't, but I will now. Yeah, you should do it. Most of the time, I'm just like, I go, don't, just don't pick a fight. She, she'll like pick at me and pick at me and pick at me until we fight. Interesting. Where I'm like, I mean, I'm a comic and an actor and a voiceover guy. I'm like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna destroy you. Aww. I'm really skilled in verbal so conflict. Verbal abuse. I, I ha- okay. actually, yeah. When I was younger, I was, I could be vicious and hurtful towards people. It was like this weapon I had to learn how to use. And so, you know, you use it on stage when people are heckling you or something. But, okay. you know, with my wife, I'll be like, baby, you gotta, you, you're, look, you're, tr- you're trying. You're trying to start a fight with me. You just, you won't, I just go, just let it go. Just leave, just let me be. And she'll keep coming at me and coming at me until you're like, I, she just wants, she wants a fight sometimes. Okay. And you're like, cause she's, she's a Virgo too. Interesting. And we're both redheads. Interesting. It's pretty crazy. Two Virgo Two gingers. Redhead. And our kids are redheads. Our dogs are redhead. That's the whole thing's a crazy, crazy situation. So what happens? So eventually is she like, okay. She fine. picks a fight. Um, and then, uh, yeah, we get into a fight about something stupid where I'm just like, you got to stop stressing it. Like she stresses things that she shouldn't be stressing to almost to a detriment to her health. Where you're like, one day something really bad is going to happen. This is not it. Right. There's going to be one day, there's going to be something that we all need to sit down, huddle up, and worry about. Okay. This isn't it. What are you doing? Why are you losing your shit over this? This is what you're losing your mind about? And you're like, she can't fight it. She can't, cannot fight it. And so finally we have some fight, and then eventually I'll just go to sleep going like, well, she's going to kill me in my sleep. This is how this story ends. <laughs> so I can definitely relate to, to the situation because sometimes Brian will – not that he wants to fight, but he doesn't. He's not even cognizant about how it's like leading. You're saying he picks the fight yeah, over you. It could lead to a fight, and I say to him, like we're like the opposite. I say to him, I just it's it's so much far beyond what this is here. Mm. So it's literally pointless to talk about like how your clothes are on the floor or whatever it is, or because yeah, she'll pick that one and, moment. And so I'm like, let's just not fight but if you want to talk about something deeper we can do that another time but like we're on the way to dinner right now so let's just have a peaceful time now and then we can talk about like the deeper issues later but i just don't want to i don't want to fight either i can have discussions i don't want to fight and when i try to have a discussion so our recent discussion was she wanted to go she wanted to fly back with the kids in october she her um her who's getting her sister's getting married and so there's a bit, there's a shower, a bridal shower, and then the bachelorette party. And she wants us to fly back with the two kids to Jersey okay. and stay there. And I'm like, well, you're going to a bachelorette party and you're, well, I don't want to, you, what you've done is given me a job. Now I'm at your parents' house watching two kids that I, I do it better at my own home. You should just fly. And also right. I think you need some solo time because all of a sudden it's not a relaxing trip for you because you're flying with two little kids you know you're going to try to juggle everything instead of just go have fun and leave the kids with me and everything will be fine but it's a and that was a huge fight of like i, I told my father i want to come back and i'm like all right whatever so i don't know i don't know what's happening yet. and at any point you guys can come and see me in my office and i'd be happy to talk about things and it's fun 
Maybe, maybe. It's fun. Yeah, I'm not. A, I make oh, therapy I'm, fun. I'm not opposed to therapy. I, I kind of get it on stage. I like. I got up last night and did like 20 minutes on stage, and you just let it out. Oh, I vented so great, it's, and it's comedic, you know. I vent, and then the audience is along. God, I was telling some crazy stories last night, and uh, I come home and I'm like, oh, that felt good. And my wife doesn't have that outlet, and sometimes I I talk to her and I'm like, look, you should talk to somebody. I'll I'll go with you, or you can go without me. However you want to do it, but I think it's important to talk it out. I just I get out my therapy, and I'm also much older. I've been around, and so I'm kind of, you know, when you get to a certain age, you just don't sweat the little shit. And that's it's like, look, we have two healthy children, we have a beautiful home, we have money. What are you doing? Why yeah. are you losing your shit over this? Just relax. Yeah. We see people dropping. We see on Facebook, and somebody's going through cancer or somebody else is going through something and they had my wife will have that moment where she's like I feel so bad for them and I go feel that Perfect. all the time Perfect. all the time yes how lucky you are until the day you're not and then we'll we'll deal with that issue but until then you're beating yourself up over these things where you just you know she feels she works for a living so she when she's at work she feels um, horrible that she's not with the children and when she's with the children she feels terrible that she's not at her job and I'm like it just enjoy it all wherever you are tell her to watch some of my past episodes because we talk a lot about this i it's think she can be inspired if she's not going to go to a therapist at least get inspired by sure some kind of shows yeah i don't think she's any different than most people i mean most people are no, just people a lot of people don't practice gratitude and it makes a difference yeah and you know the social media doesn't help people like my wife only judges her life against the 0.01% who are right. filthy rich and doing that. But she never judges her life against the people who are living in poverty, raising six kids on welfare. She doesn't, th- like, there's no, it's only like, why can't I have this life? And you're like, well, feel pretty great that you don't have this this right, life. Right. So this is your life. Make it the best you can. Enjoy it. And let's remind her that she wrote down Kate Kaler and Hannah Elizabeth Kaler. I'm going to remind her about and that. And she loved you. She just wanted she the name. Does. I don't know if she loved She loved the name. Oh, the maybe name. Maybe she loved yeah, the name. That's so maybe true. Maybe that's what she was. She, maybe yeah. she, I should could have just franchised Did you have a brother or anybody else? He's way Kaler. older than even me, so okay. that wouldn't have worked out, no. Kate Kaler, Kate Kane, yeah. So a few more minutes. Um, anything off the top of your head that you can think of in terms of some advice for our viewers about marriage? Things to do, things not to do to have a good marriage. Things that, that you wish your wife would do more of, maybe not. Or um, it is. I mean, it's just a weird thing because all of a sudden you're dating and it's glorious, and you know, you pretty much when you date, you drink all the time. Like you have drinks, and then all of a sudden you're married with kids, and it's not really the parties anymore. No. <laughs> so, you, so you just have to be okay with the change I was ready to settle down I mean I'd gotten everything out of my system and I was kind of excited and I love having the kids I just wish I wish we could enjoy it more mm. I don't know what would my advice be I think I also I thought it was going to be easier than it was when I first got married I just was like ah, this will be no big deal I, here's what I didn't I don't think I really contemplated the um, the effects that having children have on a woman and her body Mm-hmm. To be maybe more um, not respectful, but to be more understanding of what women go through. I think not only that, but getting married and then having kids—it is a you know—it's a catastrophic change and to you're your talking body. About hormonal stuff, also N- everything yeah. hormonal, the weight gain, 
the nutrition being drained out of your system by the children. Like we had two kids 18 months apart. My wife threw up every day for oh two, for both pregnancies. Wow. To a point where I was like, we had to get her IVs and stuff. Like she, she had morning sickness every day. And you know, I was like, ah, oh, come on, it'll all be okay. But I think looking back, I probably should have been more um, understanding of it all. And empathetic. And empathetic, yeah. Okay. As opposed to like, come on, we're having kids, let's go. I just thought it would be, I thought everything would be easier. Okay. And it's harder. It's harder and it takes more uh, communication and understanding than you should probably, than I probably was ready for. Because I was pretty institutionalized. I was late 40s. Yeah. I'd lived by myself. I had a lot of money and I just didn't care about I picked and chose jobs that I I didn't have to do jobs. And then all of a sudden I had a wife and two kids and I was like, I'll take any job when you get it. Are you hiring? Are you hiring? So it is a, it's a major change as opposed to being a soloist to then being part of a band. No, I think that's really good advice for guys out there to just be really empathetic and listen yeah. to your wife and know that she's not kidding when she's sad or when her body's hurting or when it's not functioning as well or she can't do what she used to do. I mean, there's a reason half of all couples get divorced, right? Yes. I mean, there were times that we, I didn't think we were going to make it. I thought for sure when the kids were young, I was like, well, I don't know how people survive well, it's this. so intense. I don't know how people survive this. Right. You're not, nobody's sleeping. Right. And that was another thing. I was like, certain nights I'd be like, look, I'll, I'll stay with the kids. You go to sleep. And then she's like, because the kid was up screaming all night or something. And then she'd be like, no, no, I feel guilty. I'm going to stay up with her. And I go, okay, then I'm going to sleep. And she's like, no, you're not. And I go, well, now you're, def this is stupid. This is a terrible idea because now we're both exhausted. Why do we both need to be up? But also her hormones were not that was the problem. rationalize. She can't, it, it, it's like she knows she's going crazy and she yeah. cannot control it for the life of me. And I don't think she's even the worst. I mean, I know oh. women have horrible postpartum. I'm sure she had depression after and I learned a lot about lactation specialists and all the craziness that's going on and you're like <laughs> it's like holy what you guys go through to have a kid is crazy it's intense like it's crazy it's you intense. know and then of course every time she, she sneezes she pees I think for the first couple <laughs> years after having kids and yeah I did, everyone here knows, right? You guys know. Yeah, kids, it's kids. still yeah. It's when I go in a swimming pool, sometimes yeah, <laughs> like just, it just comes out. Of just, why. But, but um, why can't? Why do people hot like that? Shouldn't be hidden. You know, no, what's funny. I'm honest about it. I watched my kid get born, and that was the first human I'd ever seen born. Yeah. Why are we so prudish about the beauty of life? Because I honestly wasn't sure I was going to be able to take it. I did see like when I went to some prenatal counseling thing. They showed a movie from like the 1970s yeah. with some bohemian lady who had, was full uh, jungle land. Was National Geographic. National Geographic gave some birth, and I was like, all right, whatever. And then I watched it happen in with my wife, and I was like, oh, my God, that's, that's what that's all for. Oh, yeah, that makes sense now. Now I get it. Okay, that's, yeah, that's why. Okay, all right, I get it. I was at lunch with my friend the other day. She's pregnant, mm -hmm. and she's like, what's your birthing story? And I told her, I started telling her how it basically went on for about 24 hours, Ugh. I was induced. Um, but anyhow, but I was like, she wanted to know about the actual contractions because mm -hmm. she's not gonna do enough, she's planning on not doing enough. Sure girl. she's not. And so I was like, it's like a period cramp times a million times a trillion times the worst pain you've ever felt in your life. Yeah. And it's hell. But are you sure you wanna hear more? <laughs> you know? My wife started, she, she thought about that too, of like, I'm not gonna do the epidural. E epidural. And of course, like, as soon as it starts, she's like, epidural. I'll have an epidural, please. I'll have five. Uh, excuse me, could I get an epidural? 
And then I was like, well, I'll, I'll take one too, <laughs> please. If that's possible, I would love an epidural at this point. It was very relaxing. It we, is crazy that we put ourselves through this. It's not like there's not enough kids on earth. Like there, it's like we are, in some ways, I feel like being a parent is selfish in a way of like, we all want the experience of having kids. And some people are definitely not right to raise children. Right. And they should not have children. But we come from this crazy culture where the grandparents are always like, when are you going to have kids? Or you, you just got married, are you going to have kids? Like I have friends who, don't, who are married who don't have kids. I never give them grief. I'm like, good for you. We, we had enough kids on this planet. We don't need any more for a while. But other people will ride them and be like, not even knowing, like, maybe maybe she can't get pregnant or something. And right, people yeah. will, like, go, when are you going to have kids and join oh the team like God. the rest of us? And you're like, what are you doing, man? They're like, we've been trying for seven years. Yeah. I would. That's why you should. Yeah. That's my advice. Never say, like, a lot of people, we don't need everyone to have kids. Also, never go up to a lady who you're, if you're not sure she's pregnant, Ever. and say when you do. Obviously, we all know that. I just, that happened to me this weekend. I didn't say it. I've okay. done it once in my life, right. and I'd never Limit. do it again. And then finally, she did say, she's like, well, you know, I'm a few months pregnant. And I was like, I, <laughs> I, I thought so. I just wasn't going to say anything. But yeah. Okay, so two things really fast. I do want to acknowledge that having children is a beautiful, wonderful thing. It is. And we feel so grateful. Only if you are ready for it, though. Having children right. is yes. not for everybody. Right. But also there are beautiful stories that come out of like some teen pregnancies and then they, it just, I believe that everybody's supposed to have their child when they do. And there are pros and cons to all different ages and that children are beautiful and for all the frustrating situations, sure. there are as many beautiful, heartwarming. But if you're a teen and you get pregnant, delicious. you can also, like I have friends who have adopted and they are, they've tried so hard to have kids and they couldn't, and now they have adopted children from someone who had a pregnancy that didn't particularly want it. And it worked out great for everybody. Yeah. So there's, you know, there's all kinds of options. Okay, and so one more thing, because mm -hmm. backing up a tiny bit, when we were talking about you and your wife and you like glanced upon this for a second, mm -hmm. I just wanna talk about encouraging couples to have date nights. And to get a babysitter, whatever you have to do, but spend time together. Because so many times you look at each other and you're like, we who don't. are you? you know? We and, don't enough. And the love gets lost. Yeah. You know? So My wife did tell me this uh, when the kids came along. She told me, she said that the joy she got from the love from me she didn't really need as much anymore because she got that love from the children. That's interesting that she articulated that to you. She did, and I told that many times because I have I run a dadlands. Uh, I run a dad group. Oh, on, that's so great. Yeah, it's called the Dadlands, and um, it's a whole plugging it. How do people brand. find out about this? It's on Facebook, the Dadland Group, but it's also a website, thedadlands.io. Um, but there's an Instagram page. There's a whole thing, and basically in the group. You know, there's like a thousand guys in there and they'll come in and guys will um, post questions or something. And then I always comment, but, you know, 30 guys will comment. And it's pretty cool because some guy who's just having a kid will then say something and every other dude's like, oh, you're just at the beginning, brother. Here's how this goes down. And it, they, like everybody puts their stuff in. I literally love that you have a guy group because it's there amazing. are so many mommy groups and no, And so many women have tried to join the group and I'm like I just delete I go I'm so sorry it's for guy like it's the purpose of it is to have guys be You're able like, to talk without penis yeah to, to let guys chat without having that so yeah 
but it's crazy. We have to, and here's the problem. Like my father never talked to me about that stuff. We don't, especially Irish Catholics, we hold on to it and we don't share information that would be so useful to people growing up because I don't know why, maybe there's a prudishness or there's something, but it's crazy how we think about, like we, we all have kids and yet we don't, you can't show it on TV that it's, it's just a child being born. We can see giraffes get born right. and sharks get Ooh. born. But all of a sudden, if a human is born on TV, it's like, oh, that's smut. And you're like, it's not. Like, it's, but this is what we all do. This is, this is what, what we, we everybody do. does. This is how we yeah. got here. And when certain people are like, you know, about their bodies, they're trying to figure out their bodies. Like, that was the thing. It was like, I really realized. Because before that, women were sexualized for me in a way. Like, they were a turn on and everything. But all of a sudden, you start to see why it's constructed a certain way and you go oh yeah there's a reason we've been around for a long time it's it's perfectly built to do this so when you are starving yourself or whatever to try to look in a certain way you're that's not the way your body's supposed to function so you know a lot of women that can't get pregnant or whatever and it's because they're so stressed and they're starving themselves to fit in the wedding dress and you're like yeah your body knows when it's time to have a baby and so all of a sudden you you know you kind of get comfortable healthy and then boom then you get pregnant I feel like Jamie Kaler should be a doctor in his next life because you are very knowledgeable. Thank you. And I love, this is very <laughs> sweet. I love how this man, I love when men can just, you're showing that you're empathetic. You're showing that you get it. And you're showing also that it's important for men to talk about their feelings and things also. Well, I talk about them on stage all the time. And I, I, I really open great. up about the kids. And this is when I do a joke about the whole fact that as an Irish Catholic guy who only knows love through a firm handshake, because that's the only way we ever dated as a kid. I wasn't sure I was capable of handling the onslaught of emotions from these little girls. I mean, like two, like two little beautiful redheaded girls. Mm-hmm. And so I equate it to the fact that I felt like that musket rifle that you would see on the Antiques Roadshow that hasn't been fired in 200 years, just ramrodded down with powder and emotions. And then these little girls came into my life, lit a spark, and now, boom, I cry at Lowe's commercials. <laughs> like, I cry over the things where you're like, I'll see like a Folgers commercial, and I'll be like, oh my God, <laughs> dad was really with his kid. <laughs> I can't hold it anymore, so now I'm a crying mess. And anytime a kid gets killed in a movie or a TV show, I can't watch it. His I can't watch it anymore. His heart has been cracked open. It's been cracked. So okay, yeah. So closing statements, I just want to get back to go on dates with your spouse because it's so important to keep that love alive no matter what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jamie Kaler, please tell, I feel like you have a lot, like you have shows coming up. How can people do website, Instagram, Facebook? I do have shows coming up. I am. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go to one. I can't I'm in Tempe, Arizona at the end of this month. We have a show in North Hollywood. Also, the, I have a bunch of shows coming up. Come find me at Jamie Kaler, J-A-M-I-E-K-A-L-A-R, all, all the sites. And the Dadlands is really, if you're a parent, if you're a, a guy and a parent, um, we do a lot of comedic stuff as well on there, but because um, I used to do a, a web series called Dads in Parks that plays in movie theaters and stuff, so we have that. And then I have a podcast called Father Time where I interview celebrity dads about how their father kind of trained them to become parents. And uh, that's on your That's on Instagram? iTunes as well, okay. Father Time. Um, it's basically become, and it's so funny because my whole act was always autobiographical, so all I did as soon as I had kids, I got on stage and then people would approach me to start doing dad projects, and so I'm now... I guess I'm a dad brand at this point, but yeah. The Dadlands. Uh, it's it. a little takeoff on Springsteen and the Badlands. Yes. I'll leave you with this quick story about the date night. We hadn't had a date night for two years after the first one was born to the second one was born. So I splurged and I got tickets to see Bruce Springsteen. Yeah. And uh, did, did you ever see him? Yes. 
he, I saw him in the awesome. 80s and uh, I was young and drunk at the time and he plays four hour shows and I remember thinking halfway through this like oh my god this dude's playing for four hours yes and then um, I went with my wife and it was a date night and we were really tired and we were paying a babysitter by the hour and had a really similar thought halfway through the show and I was like oh my god this dude's playing for four hours because nobody's having sex after a four hour show and I want the joke is I'm, I'm not born to run anymore I'm born to sit quietly with a glass of Cabernet and fall asleep to Game of Thrones so Springsteen's kind of a dick. He needs to do like 90 minutes and get out. That's the joke. <laughs> so life changes after kids. Life definitely Slightly. changes. I mean, I go to bed at 8.30. I get up at 5.30 in the morning. I love it, though. We planted a garden. We planted like a little garden, fairy garden with the kids. And I don't Aww. know. I love being with the kids and doing stuff. We had our, our school festival this weekend, and I worked a, a food booth, and the kids were there, and we did the rides and stuff together. It's a blast. But, yeah, you got to be ready for it. But when it is, when you get to it, you got to dive in. You got to fully commit and be there present all the time for your wife, more so than even the kids. That was what I think was the lesson was that I was there for the kids. But in reality, my wife probably needed me more at the beginning mm-hmm. than I was, than I, than I understood. I feel like your wife is going, Kate will appreciate, Kate Kaler will appreciate the show. No, she won't. She's going to be, well, she'll, she'll be angry at me for something I said or something. Okay. But let's, let's send her some light to just look at it and to be in gratitude. At least that last part was amazing. It was all amazing. She has gratitude. She does. She just gets caught up in the little stuff. But once she rises above the weeds, she sees the beauty of it all. Maybe we'll do a double date sometime and a play date to get the kiddos together. Yeah. We could do a little therapy double date. (laughs) That would actually be over drinks? No, she's not going to go to dinner if she thinks it's going to be therapy. No, no therapy. She won't think it's therapy, but she'll, okay. we, we'll go and then we'll just, you'll like conveniently slide it in. Like, or maybe hey. just don't show her the show and be like, this is my friend Jamie. She doesn't, she never saw my boys. She's never watched one okay. show. Here's what she does like, book an acting job and she goes, how much does that pay? And I go, what? I'm on NCIS. It's a good show. She's like, she doesn't. Eh. She's watched a few. She liked I'm Sorry. She liked, She did see some My Boys. I think she saw, fr- she saw the Friends episode. Yeah, now I need to go back and look at all those episodes. Around. Yeah, there's, like, there's, a, there's some stuff there. Well, <laughs> thank you for joining us today. As always, you can find me on therelationshipexpert.com or my Instagram, therelationshipexpert. And you can email me with any questions, jamie at therelationshipexpert.com. But I'm J-A-I-M-E, mm-hmm. not J-A-M-E. No, but f- please feel free to email me any questions as well. And reach I will out. actually do reach out. Come f- people do come find me. It's really Reach funny. out or reach out to me if you can't find him or whatever. Or reach out to him if you can't find me, whatever. But thank you so much for joining us today. Have a great night. You're listening to Love Talk Live with the relationship expert, Jamie Bronstein, only on L.A. Talk Radio.